Hello and welcome to Caffeinated Cats, a regular podcast featuring students, faculty, and staff exploring Chico State and life around the campus. Hello and welcome to Caffeinated Cats. I am Zach Justice, Interim Director of Faculty Development. Mary Walmark, Student Life and Leadership. Tracy Butts, and I'm counting down the days to the end of the semester. And Gail Hutchinson, president. Whoop, whoop. Nice. <laughs> Let's take a drink of whatever it is that we're drinking. Ooh, that's oh. good. Some tasting notes. I, I actually don't know what we're drinking. Um, this is the, the special uh, down at Common Grounds. It's the honey cappuccino. There's honey, honey and latte, there's honey macho, matcha. Living together something. in harmony yes, is what yes. I think is happening there. You know. Mine tastes better than it looks. If this was oh. a video podcast, you would see it looks awful. Mm-hmm. I, I, it, no, it's a pretty green. <laughs> maybe it's maybe that, it's the orange hue of our was, special caffeinated cat's mugs right, that's straining off. Right. That's not that's not coffee. Okay, <laughs> but, <laughs> so chunky. But I think the thing that's true of all of them is much like all of the things that we do together. They may be a little bit different, but together we will. Drink whatever's in that cup. <laughs> and special thanks for what's in our cups <laughs> to Common Grounds, Uncommonly Good Coffee. Perfect. That was Mary's this time. Okay, so what are we talking about today, team? I believe Mary just previewed it for us. Well, I might have, yeah, dropped a small hint there. Yeah. But yeah, the Together We Will campaign, and, and we're lucky enough to have someone with us who really thinks about the future and... Might even be wearing the pen right now, which looks fantastic. <laughs> so, Gail, we have a couple questions that we thought we'd start off with, and we'll all chime in and say things that we'll regret later. Um, so, in <laughs> yes. terms, what is the future, future of, feature, of Chico State? And I thought we'd run through several of these things. What do you think about when you think about the future of Chico State and our students? I think, uh, not to use cliche, but I will, I think the future is bright. So let's begin with our history. We're 130 years old, and we've done everything well for 130 years. Uh, and we are, we have. We look good for 130 years. We are. We look good. Right? And um, I think moving into the future, we're just going to enhance our academic reputation, enhance our civic engagement reputation, sustainability, all of that we're just going to build upon, making us even stronger uh, than we already are. You know, we've talked a lot about the history of Chico State on the podcast, like, and, and some of the challenges with the present. Our, our last one, as you recall, loyal listener, it was about some of the challenges with housing and food insecurity. Why is that so funny? Like, Our one loyal, loyal listener. <laughs> you, wait, you know who you are. You know who you are. Who is, who is that? <laughs> No, but you know there have been there have been a lot of challenges in our and there are challenges in our present there are challenges in our past but um, I would tend to agree that especially in terms of the students that are coming through um, I have a lot of optimism about their ability to rise to challenges partially because so many of them have been through serious challenges mm-hmm. on their way here. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think you know we have a chance to reinvent ourselves every you know three, four, five years, right? We have we literally turn the whole show over, and these kids are coming in with a lot of different experiences. But I think you know that's what makes us able to handle that flexibility. And when we think about you know where we've been and challenges we've overcome, I mean, I like to look back and go, yeah, we did that, but. 
like most people on campus, I think I'm very forward-looking now, and I see this as just a super upswing for us, and I want to build on that momentum. So I try not to get too bogged down in, you know, but what if this or that? I really look at all these assets we have coming in, new students every year, new faculty and staff coming in. We can literally reinvent ourselves and and be the flagship in the CSU, if not the region or the country. We The potential is limitless. I have to agree. And I look at us as the flagship of the CSU. You know, when I ask people this question, okay, when you think of the CSU, what do people often say are the first couple of campuses that they think of? And uh, I think in a very short period of time, Chico will be the first campus that people outside of Chico State will think of, and also in the country. And then with regard to uh, a good time, resilience is amazing. When I think about the human potential, and I think about our students, our faculty, our staff, resilience always comes to mind. People always step up and they find a way to solve uh, challenges and problems. And so looking at it, I look at us, Chico State, as the coalition of the willing. And right now we uh, are able to harness goodwill because we have that coalition of the willing. There's nothing we can't do and do better than uh, and set the stage to be leaders in the country and internationally. Even even in the tough times, I used to say the meek shall inherit the earth, but the competent shall inherit campus. <laughs> and we have got some super competent people yeah, super. coming up with some amazing programs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Gail, you mentioned faculty and staff, and that's a next sort of subpoint on our question in terms of the future of Chico State. What do you think of when you think of the future of, of faculty and staff? And know the next five or ten years but also beyond that like what will we look like what kinds of things do you think that we'll be engaging in what kinds of challenges do you think we'll be confronting well we do live in the uh, california state university system where resources are always um, constrained or limited so i i think we'll continue to see um challenges with budget and resources. That said, though, our faculty and staff are second to none, and our hope is to continue to hire uh, faculty who will join us and be passionate about our mission to serve students, uh, and with time, be as renowned as the majority of faculty and staff that we have on this campus. Um, so I don't know, I get excited about these things. I'm, I'm an eternal optimist when it comes to these things. That, that's we have to be though. I you mm-hmm. know I think we're right with you and and I think, you know, when I think about those budget challenges, we we will always be beholden to the legislature and how that all goes and 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 certainly you know we do all the things we can to influence, but we've got a ton of great alums out there and I think that our our I'm calling it our newly born advancement effort, right? We have we have. Uh, really changed our relationship and how we go about talking about the Chico experience and and getting people who, you know, just were never asked before to contribute in some way, whether it's their time or their money. And I think that's going to be a big part of our future, too. You know, let me comment on that. We have, okay, we're 130 years old. We have about 140,000 graduates out there. And of those 140,000, we haven't asked very many if they want to help out. So now we are running around uh, not only the state of California, but the country and actually the globe, uh, asking our Chico State alums if they want to help out in any way. And the response is overwhelming. People are like, wow, I've been waiting for you to ask. And now that you're asking, yes, how can I help? So I have to agree with that. And you know, it varies. I remember 
Uh, I think in the alumni episode, Tracy, you shared that story mm-hmm. about the alumni from HFA who donated, I think it was. Yes, the, the fabric. Yeah. The, 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 that the was the story cool. you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that there are lots of ways that, that people show up. Um, the, the, the donor's um, late wife owned a, a fabric store. I actually know this and, story. Yeah. Oh. And so gave us all of the, the, the textiles and fabrics from that. And those fabrics get used every year for the spring musical, but for other productions throughout this, you know, the school year. And there are some, you know, when they came in, it was some crazy uh, cloth. But you see the things that that, that are made, and we, we don't think about the other ways in which we can give. Yeah. You know, and when we talk to when we talk to alumni, and actually not just alumni, but friends of the university, people in the community or communities, uh, they really want to know how they can help. And they, they talk about maybe giving their time or volunteering or making donation um, or coming to help out or yeah. offering an internship or scholarship. And that's what's remarkable is that, again, the coalition of the willing is not limited to those of us at Chico State. It really is about our extended community. Yeah, think about when um, you met my mother. I love oh, your so, mother. So to meet <laughs> you, and back. she's like, if you need anything, mm-hmm. um, she's volunteering to, you know, work in the, the AS child care lab. And like, <laughs> I just, I can, you just let me know. And I'm like, really? I had her, I had her sign, sign in a volunteer form. Before she, before she, when oh. is she coming back? Is she here um, still? No, late August, um, September. Okay. I think I, it'll be. Bring her to my office with, or, or let me take I'm y'all sure out to lunch. she'll probably find you. To the podcast. The podcast. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the interesting things about faculty and staff, one of the coolest parts about the work that I do is I'm able to welcome the new uh, faculty to campus. And over the last two years, they've been diverse cohorts of new faculty that have come in, but they've also been diverse international cohorts that have come in. And that's that's been really cool to see those global perspectives brought to the campus. And I think that that's something that has the potential to grow tremendously over time. You know, we always hear cliches about, oh, we live in a globalized society or the world's small now, but I, it, it was re, it's been real to me over these last two years in a different way, seeing the world come to Chico State. And I know so many of our students travel and study successfully abroad. I feel like for being what many people consider to be isolated, we really have this global footprint that with our faculty, staff, and with our students that, I don't know, it's, it's maybe my eyes are open to it now in a way that they weren't before, but it's powerful. Yeah, That's big. I mean, and I love that kids from our service area, I don't know, kids from Biggs, Zach. From East Big. Biggs. East, oh, my bad. East <laughs> Biggs. Even a kid from East Biggs. No, to have that, to have that exposure and, you know, our study abroad program is fantastic, but uh, having international students here is really eye-opening for a lot of our students and a great opportunity. Plus, you know, this just fits into my uh, mantra, little wildcats everywhere. I don't mm-hmm. care what country. I want to put true. a wildcat in it because I think the experience that our students have here can be so profound that it's something they really carry with them. So We do have wildcats everywhere. In fact, we just had an alumni reception in Tokyo, 
And I think we had over 25 alums show up, which was pretty remarkable. But to your point, it is a global society, global economy, and everything our students are learning should be about what's happening locally, obviously, within the region, the nation, and certainly within the globe. Uh, And many of our students, when they go off to work, they're finding themselves working in companies that are multinational, um, really globally focused. So really learning uh, international perspective, cultural competency, is so important, whether you're from East Biggs, Southern California, East Coast, or you hail from uh, Middle East and you're coming to school here. Uh, All of that is important. Yeah, because I think one of the things that, that we forget is that a lot of our students are coming from places where they're used to associating with people who have lives that are very similar to theirs, mm-hmm. people who look very similar to them. And one of the things that, that they get when they come here is they get exposed to different ideas, different ways of life, lives, um, you know, different different individuals. And, 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 of course, we have moments where we have you know, clashes or incidents as a result of, of, you know, these people coming together. But, I mean, it really is um, a a training or proving ground for us in in ways that that I don't think people realize that this is a place in some respects that you have a really kind of low-stakes opportunity, right, to have those difficult conversations to muddle your way through, those difficult conversations to do things that, you know, um, perhaps later you come to understand aren't. Right. Mm-hmm. Perhaps kosher or, or cool, but you get a, a, you know, unfortunately, you get opportunity to, to grow in some ways um, and, and, and to learn to, to sort of expand your horizon. Mm-hmm. And I think when we have diverse communities, that's that is essential for any excellence that we have. We Diversity is essential to that. So bringing diverse communities together where we wrestle with ideas or we wrestle with perspective or even I, I think cultural differences is so important. And not only is it important as a university, it's important for intellectual and community growth, and it's important to democracy. So that actually segues pretty nicely into our next subdirection here. And that's what's the future of Chico State and our place in the community? You referenced the civic engagement earlier, and you just talked about the the larger place in the community. And you know, we're, I've been, I think we've all been struggling with this and thinking about it conceptually, but also geographically, you know, like in the Campus is only so big, and we're we're at the blessing and the curse of being a residential campus right in the middle of the community. And so, what's the what's the future for the campus in terms of our relationship with the community? So, I th- well, first let me let me set it in context. <laughs> Wask is coming, so we have Wask mm-hmm. accreditation. I know, just put, take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have to drink every time she says WASC? Yeah, I think so. No, but with the WASC accreditation, I'm looking at um, the that as opportunity for campus. And what I mean by that is we're going to engage in a self-study. And it, periodically, every institution, because we're a learning institution, should engage in a self-study. Once we complete WASC, and we'll go through it with, I'm confident, flying colors, we'll have our institutional um, self-study done. And that will lay a foundation, as did the listening tour, as did some other documents like climate that we have to really start thinking about our strategic plan for the future and where we're going. Okay. So with that, I see us maintaining certain hallmarks like civic engagement, sustainability, global, international, uh, and some of the other things that Chico State, we do extremely well. But we are also within the region. So we are more than stewards with regard to regional and economic development. 
we are a leader for regional economic development of the North State. So one of the things that we have to think about and one of the initiatives that I will be spending time on is building community relationships, not only with the city of Chico, but with the North State, as previous presidents have done, um, but in ways that put us at the table as a leader to help shape the economic development of this region. And what's interesting about that is that if we think about this whole North State as agriculture is incredibly important, industry is incredibly important, the university, the uh, hospital, et cetera, we will be growing. And as we grow, we need to be figuring out how to build jobs or shape jobs, uh, what industry we wish to attract to the area, and the quality of life, and how we preserve the precepts that are important to us, not only as a campus, but as a community. That's exciting stuff. And as you see that, then I can see the area growing. And now you're going to ask me about Chico State growth. I can see Chico State growth continuing to be incremental. And yeah, we are limited in terms of footprint. um, But at the same time, there are many ways to deliver instruction and many ways to learn. So we're not limited in that sense. But when I look at the Cal State and the number of students we have to turn away and the number of students we want to serve, um, I can see us growing incrementally, but more importantly, serving the region more. So two quick things, and then I want to turn to these two for, for comment. One is that um, I'm so glad that you brought it back to the whole North State because so often we get trapped in the, oh, let's re- outreach to the community. Okay, I'll take five steps. City limits only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the second thing is if you're looking for innovative ideas, especially with growth, uh, Tracy has often suggested uh, paving over the Rose Garden for parking. So um, <laughs> what? I just wanted to throw them. There's a 50, $50 <laughs> fine per Rose. That's, that's some expensive parking. <laughs> um, I'm just glad, I'm just glad President Gale me. didn't say that the future is underground because I was like, <laughs> we're not going, we're not we're not going to dig ourselves in, right? Okay. Yes, we're trapped by the footprint, but we're not going uh, subterranean. Good, good. Not yet. Not well, well, yeah. unless, just teasing, just yeah. teasing. I'm thinking about that. That could be exciting. About paving the Rose Garden? That too. Because, okay. you know, if you have allergies around right, here, I'm just right, saying. Right. <laughs> yeah, we're not, no, we're not paving the Rose Garden. Just, just to be clear. Just every, to be clear. Show of hands, how many people disagree with Tracy? Okay, yeah. It's, <laughs> no one wants to pave the Rose Garden. Uh, uh, yeah, I, the economic potential of the North State, I mean, every time I read one of those stories about how no one can afford to live anywhere in the Bay Area, I'm like, we're dirt cheap, everybody. Relocate. Time to move the company here. I, you know, yeah. I just, it, it's going to be really interesting, I think, over the next 10 or 15 years to see what happens with all that. Yeah. Because California is still going to be a hub. I mean, we'll be the last state in the union that has health insurance. So there's that. Uh, so, yeah. so it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Well, and, and on that note, when you look at, um, the city of Chico, we do a lot, not only at the university with regard to sustainability, but in our communities, right? Yeah. And we also have innovation here. And so there are startup companies. There are also some other companies who are coming because it's a fabulous location. People want to be where university is because we are, we have intellectual life. And not only that, we have innovation and we have wonderful students, faculty, staff who can contribute in so many ways. So what we have to think about as community is how we come together and think about what kind of community we want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, when I look at 
uh, other communities who have seen a, a vast amount of growth, they get a sprawl and you don't have a sense of community. I would love to see us engage in shaping communities so that we're opportunity to walk to work or opportunity to convene as community, uh, grow, have gardens, have, have education, all of this at our fingertips. And I think it's important for us to start thinking about that. And mm-hmm. Chico State, I believe, should be at the table with our community leaders um, as we continue those conversations. It's an exciting time. Nice. It's a really exciting time. So we have a couple questions here that specifically address your role as president. And one of them, and this this can be... She's she's sitting up straighter. Uh, What's the best advice you received as you transitioned back to campus, but in such a different role? It's not a uh, job, it's a lifestyle. That was quick. Okay. That was, well, that's because you're living it. That's what I, I, I actually saw you uh, somewhere and you mentioned something about your travel schedule. And I said, do we wrap you in cotton at night and put you in a box? Because how do you do that? And I'm like, uh, and without caffeine. This is incredible. Yeah. Well, I'm curious. Can you elaborate? Because I don't think some people know about, you know, the, the schedule of president and the kind of of travel and, you know, meetings and things you, you have to actually keep up with. Yeah, yeah it's it's um, it's a crazy schedule. I, and I think I'm a, an adrenaline junkie, so I ac- absolutely love it. No. I know. It was I this know, or bull riding. I think you chose wisely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, which is why I don't drink caffeine. Um, but I think uh, the president's role it, you know, as leader of the institution, it's so important. Uh, there's a lot of uh, responsibility, so work to accomplish. But in the, in addition to that, there's that opportunity to um, represent the university with a lot of meetings. And, and in doing so, you've got to be knowledgeable in so many areas. So my day starts early and ends late, um, but it's okay. I love what I do. You know, the thing that has always impressed me about that with you coming back almost to the point where it freaks me out a little bit is that I know that's true. And I know that you're just basically walking from meeting to meeting to presentation to presentation. But every time you show up, I'm like, she seems so prepared. And when does that happen? And uh, that's the part that, like I said, impresses also freaks me out a little bit because it always seems like you've been prepping for the entire day for whatever it is that you just walked into. Well, you know. Some of that is is about the uh, the superhero outfit that she's wearing. <laughs> um, you know, she she came just as her regular, you know, President Gale self today. Now has she come in in one of the the power blazers? Right, the power blazers. Right, yeah. the power blazers. I remember have us discussing this earlier. Superpowers. Right. I and wore so a blazer today, but did not wear it one in of them here on. because I didn't feel like it was powerful enough. That's yeah. where the knowledge comes right. from. In mm-hmm. the yeah, I, I was in one of those blazers yesterday. Actually, Is that right? oh, yeah. yes, I had I had yellow on yesterday. Oh Jason. yeah. It the, was on, you know, and, and and the colors mean different things, right? I mean, the, right. the, the red is like I'm closing the deal. Yeah, the yellow is the the persuasive. Wait, wait, let, let me take your... notes. I want to make sure I get this right. <laughs> but I, but Tracy I has a chart. I, I didn't away. realize this, so I, I need to take. I don't want to give away the the, the you know the symbolism. Yeah, because I think part of it's it is that people don't know what's coming. But I have studied 
the blazes. And I oh, know. my gosh. So it's, I, I'm serious. I need to take notes because I'm not sure I know. So what is yellow? <laughs> what is yellow? Yellow is like the, 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 the persuasion blazer, right? I'm coming in. I'm going to bring you to, you know, an understanding. We're going to talk this out. Yeah. Red is the deal-closing blazer. It's like, all right, I'm tired of, of trying to bring you around. We're closing this right now. See, I thought it was Wildcat Wednesday or something. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. The truth isn't as good as the mystique. Keep going, Tracy. <laughs> no, no, and so I would say Vicky can have the red blaze on. Watch out. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Tracy cool. had actually cracked this code uh, before you had even returned. She shared yeah. part of the code with us previously on one of On a um, podcast uh, yes. so I can go back and yes. take notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I want to make sure we got to this next question and our. I'll, I'll tell you, this came in two different iterations. Our first version was, what role should university presidents play in times of such extreme political division? But we really rethought that when we talked about it earlier and said, what role should universities play in such times of extreme political division? I think we play an important role. I think universities have always played an important role. Um, and let me think about this. Let me frame it by saying that it is our job to educate and it's our job to ask questions. It's our job to help our students learn to think critically. It's to bring diverse groups together, individuals together, and really have them have opportunity to share and try to develop understanding. So in tough political times like this, uh, I think it's important for us to provide our students with opportunity to learn how to engage in uh, civil discourse, uh, even learn how to engage in respectful debate, um, really able to research issues um, with evidence, and I'm I'm a proponent of science and 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 database and evidence, etc. Um, but also understand difference between evidence, um, perception, and opinion, and be able to to come into fora and and engage actively engage, um, and make sure that diverse perspective are, are truly represented. And I think not just to come for the exercise of discourse or debate, but come with the idea of of building maybe common ground or common uh, resolution, uh, trying to solve challenges and problems. And I think we serve our students well as, um, as a university uh, when we do those types of things. I, I think you could see that on display uh, if you were on campus yesterday. I know probably all of you saw we had what I lovingly refer to as uh, angry preacher, the particularly angry preacher that calls people names, etc. And we had a We Are the World collection of students out there, some of them with signs, some of them engaging in some really well thought out debate. I, I spent, uh, I always go out and check on those things, and I spent about an hour out there. Uh, shout out to the guy who, re, whose retort was, he ain't got no pancake mix. <laughs> because just, the, it was something that the uh, speaker said that was derogatory and, and not in line with our campus values. And we had students who were making, out out loud and but but still respectful um, 
uh, debate with him. And I just, I was fascinated. It's the best interaction I've seen with that particular brand of, uh, of speaker on campus, and I was really proud. That, and that makes me proud as well. And I really think it's important that students always show uh, respectful, respectful mm-hmm. protests, et cetera. Freedom of speech is really founded on the opportunity to, to really express opinion. And when everyone has that opportunity to do so, uh, we need to be accepting of someone's difference of opinion and then need to really work toward engaging in a, in a conversation, a dialogue that helps us, I think, develop our understanding and again, solve, solve issues. You know, I think it's worth noting real quickly here that I, I had a very similar conversation and tone and content at the great debate last week with the local women's Republican organization that was there. And, uh, uh, they are regulars at that event. They and they talked at length about the how necessary it was to have spaces for people to honestly and openly disagree and do so strongly. And that some of what it's modeled at Chico is an answer to when you see that done poorly in different contexts around the country. And it just made me really proud of our students, our staff, and our faculty that really helped to make that happen. Mm -hmm. And I have to agree. So, uh, Gail, this brings us to our favorite part of the podcast, and Uh uh, that's that (laughs) there's an impossible question for the guest. So That's right. It's impossible. So uh, the year year is (laughs) – Oh, wait. I have to go. (laughs) (laughs) Tracy, get the door. (laughs) I get the door. the year is 2030, and you have helped lead Chico State to um, unprecedented heights. We are the flagship institution that you spoke of earlier and nationally recognized, so much so that uh, Elon Musk has asked you to leave your post and become the first president of Mars University. Um, obviously, cargo space is limited, and you can only take three things – what three things do you take with you to help you have success at Mars University? Well, first, I'm in my red blazer okay. oh, to close the deal. Is that right? That's right. Is that, is that, I think yeah. that's the red that planet. Yeah. I mean, how could you live? Going to right. the red planet. <laughs> And uh, I'm not so sure I've taken the job yet, have I? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have? Yeah. So, so I've gone through a negotiation? Yeah. Everybody. Okay. Uh, Linda. Oh, because oh, that was for bonus points. <laughs> Just in case. Just saying. Hey, I want Tracy just held up a don't forget Linda sign that she created last (laughs) week in preparation for this. So, Linda, we're looking out for you. You didn't even have to remind me. You didn't even have to remind you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You get one more. You got one more thing. You're wearing the red blazer. You got Linda by your side. Oh, wait. I'm wearing the red blazer. There's cargo space. I'm going to get two more. She just worked us. Did you feel that? All yeah. right. I knew it. Our parrot. Mm. Okay. Parrot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First parrot in Mars. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. And one more thing? Mm-hmm. You get one more thing. Water. <laughs> okay. Wise choice. Yeah, they I still haven't found any there, so I think yeah. you're going to have to bring your own. It'll be the biggest clean canteen ever, right? right. <laughs> oh, I got it. Well, I'm oh, glad that, that you did not forget Linda. I'm, yeah. And you can take that with you bad. when you leave as a podcast <laughs> yeah. souvenir. Then they have to worry about that. <laughs> I think that's funny you made a sign. Yeah. That's great. Because I, I didn't want you to mess up, just in case. <laughs> Tracy's got your back. So I you got my back. I appreciate Always. that. You got my back. Always. 
All right, team, closing thoughts? It's just all so good. I mean, let's do this thing. Let's throw these mics down and get out there and make something happen. Okay. I have a three o'clock meeting, so I'm, I'm, I'm all about that. Well, and, and I just want to say thanks. Thanks for the opportunity to, I, I wanted to see what the operation was like, and, like, and now I know. So thank you for letting me be here today. It was everything thank you, you for hoped, joining right? us. It was, yeah. and more. And thank you for my decaf honey cappuccino, yeah. because it was absolutely Feels delicious. like I have all the evidence I need to shut this down now. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> No, uh, thank you all for joining us today, and we hope you join us next time for another invigorating episode of Chico Life and Life Around the Chico Campus. Thanks. Ta-ta. Thank you for listening to this episode of Caffeinated Cats. Don't forget to subscribe and like us on Facebook. I want to thank Stephen Houston and Malcolm Ashton for their production of Caffeinated Cats. Caffeinated Cats is not representative of the views of Chico State Administration, the campus, or any people other than the hosts and guests. See you next time for another exploration of Chico State and life around the Chico campus.